Welcome to the Living in Alignment podcast. My name is Amy Landry. Through a collage of conversations, here we distill mindful living and timeless wisdom within a modern, everyday context. Thank you for being here. Claire Baker's work dropped onto my radar a number of years ago with the launch of her incredibly popular Adore Your Cycle ebook. We are taught not to discuss periods in public. Society doesn't celebrate the menstrual cycle. Instead, we say it's that time of the month. But the truth is, it can be bloody hard living in a body that bleeds once a month. Have you ever stuffed a tampon up your sleeve on your way to the bathroom at work? Avoided eye contact with the cashier as you paid for your sanitary pads? Felt overwhelmed, exhausted, or even annoyed by your hormones? Well, you are not alone. It's certainly time we started speaking up about our menstrual cycle, and now Claire Baker, everyone's friendly neighborhood period coach, is here to start that conversation. Claire, welcome. In summary, tell us your background. How did you land here doing this work? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Amy. I'm glad to be here. Um, so hmm, how did I land here doing this work? I started taking the contraceptive pill when I was about 16. And I wasn't having sex at that stage yet, but I was experiencing really bad hormonal acne. And I'd had this acne, like, honestly, since I was about 12 or 13. And um, I'd tried antibiotics and, like, or, you know, um, what was that cleanse that everyone had for acne in, like, the 90s? Anyway, like, it was just, like, I tried everything, like, eucalyptus oils, tea tree oils, like, I was everything. And nothing worked. I tried antibiotics and they'd work for a little while and then it would come back. The only thing that helped my acne that I tried was was taking the contraceptive pill and it worked really quickly for me and um, it was great. I loved being on the pill because I had clear skin. I could orchestrate my cycle. Um, sorry, my, yeah, orchestrate my cycle so that it worked with my life if I wanted to skip my period for like the entirety of my summer than I could. And if I had an event coming up and I didn't want to have my period, I would skip it and I would go months sometimes without having a period. And thought that was absolutely brilliant. And then when I was about, I don't know, 25, and I refer to this as my quarter life crisis, I started just questioning everything that I was doing. I was drinking a lot. I was, you know, like spending a lot of money on things that I didn't really want or need. I was getting myself in a bit of debt. I was doing a lot of travel, but yeah, I just felt like I wasn't really living on purpose and I wasn't happy with the way that um, I felt. So I started to eat more nourishing foods, stopped drinking so much. I started journaling again. I just started reconnecting back to myself. And in this process, I started to feel really strange about taking this little pill every day. So after some contemplation and a lot of research, I decided to just come off the pill. And my biggest fear was that my skin was going to break out and that I would have this acne to deal with again. But thankfully it didn't. And I really attribute that to a lot of the like healing work that I had done on my gut and working with a naturopath and you know eating well and cutting out alcohol and sugar and all of these things but 
although the, um, the acne didn't come back, my period didn't come back either. So for 12 months, I was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for my period to return. And in that 12 months, I, I started, well, I started freaking out a little bit, to be honest. I started worrying that I had met, like massively messed up my fertility and um, I didn't really even know what I was waiting, what I was waiting for. Like I didn't, understand the process of the menstrual cycle and the function of ovulation and I didn't really even know about my hormones or you know what was going on in my body so I decided to learn and I learned so much in such a short period of time about how you know the physiological nature of the menstrual cycle and, and what I needed to do to take care of my body to get my period back so that really began my my very personal journey into menstrual cycle awareness. And once my period did come back, then I had all of this information I could just start charting right away. So I just dove in like a mad woman, just so keen to implement everything that I'd been learning about the different phases of the cycle and, and how we can um, feel differently across the cycle and to get to know my body and to get to know my period because uh, the pills period isn't actually a, a period at all. It's a withdrawal bleed. So my experience of, of a period was different. My experience of having a menstrual cycle felt completely different. I hadn't experienced this ebb and flow of estrogen and progesterone for 10 years. So it was incredible to me just how different I felt. And I started to then integrate these awareness into my coaching. I was working as a health coach with women and working with them on self-care and creativity. And it just felt, it just felt so strange to me that my training didn't, my training as a health coach didn't touch on any of this, that I wasn't prepared to work with women because the very linear, like, health and fitness plans that we're that we're given um you know that we're taught like this is how you're meant to work out and this is what you should eat and this is how you should take care of yourself this is how you should work like that's based on the male hormonal cycle most of the time and i was learning that actually if the female hormonal rhythm is is monthly and it's really it was really important to me that my clients had that understanding and awareness too and so naturally i started asking questions like what day of your cycle are you on before a session and if somebody was thinking about leaving their husband or like wanting to quit their job or, you know, feeling really down on themselves. I'd start to ask them to chart like when those feelings were coming up for them and to begin to see if there were patterns within their menstrual cycle. And there often were just as there had been with, with me. So it happened quite organically. And, and then it just became obvious to me that it needed to become the focus of my, of my work. And so since then I've yeah trained with some of the leading voices in menstruality around the world, which has just been incredible and, um, and just continue to develop my own personal practice and my, my teachings with my clients. And um, yeah, it's been, a, it has been a real journey and, and, um, and I'm so grateful to be doing this work and, and helping women understand that this menstrual cycle awareness is such an important part of their self-care toolkit to understand how the body, the female body works and to live in in greater sync with their menstrual cycle and just how life-changing that can be. Yeah, totally. I can't agree more. And um, I'm just thinking about how 
you know, when I read your Adore Your Cycle ebook, and it was, it's very, very beautiful visually, but and so uh, well written, because really easy to digest that information. Um, but to be honest with you, I've never really had major hormone issues when I got off the pill. And my path was quite similar to yours, like really just valuing natural health and just changing the way I did things and getting off alcohol and, and whatnot. Um, I did get my period back and I got a little bit of acne, but I had a pretty smooth ride. And to be honest, I think I took the information for granted. And now I don't know if it's because I'm a mum or it's just come with maturity, but um, really implementing that element of syncing your cycle with your life has been profound. Um, and as you say, it's it's quite different hormonally when we are on the pill versus when we're off the pill um and i think you and i from what i follow on social media are on a similar cycle which is quite convenient with scheduling our chat today which is nice um but can you tell me has there been a book along this path for you that has kind of um thrown you more deeply into this work and you know on your current trajectory yeah the very first book that i read that opened my eyes up to this whole idea that the menstrual cycle creates an entirely different experience for the female body um, was Red Moon by Miranda Gray. And have you read it? I have not. I think Woman, Woman Code was the book that really has also connected me. That's a big one as well for a lot of people too. And I love that book. But Red Moon was, um, yeah, it's super like mythical and quite esoteric and it tells the story of menstruation and the menstrual cycle through yeah through fairy tale and mythology and it's such a beautiful book um wow. but it's not yeah it's definitely not like a practical kind of how-to guide but it was just that first like introduction into you know the symbolism of the menstrual cycle and the feminine and the the ebb and the flow of the cycle and how you know we we mirror the moon the lunar cycle every month and it was just so beautiful that it really moved me and and from then um i then did all of my own you know research into more practical ways of actually living by it but in terms of just being introduced to the concept it was just such a lovely initiation mm, it sounds like a very um almost shockingly new paradigm way of really seeing womanhood and the menstrual cycle, which is so against the grain in, in today's culture and, and society, for sure. Are you, are you reading anything significant at the moment? Well, non-menstrual cycle related, I'm reading um, Elton John's memoir, Me, which is awesome. just fabulous and I, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it so much. Um, and I'm listening to Alyssa Vitti, who wrote Woman, Woman Code, her new book, In the Flow, on Audible right now. And oh, she's just so great. I've been waiting. I think lots of people have been waiting for her follow-up book to Woman Code. And yeah, she's just nailed it. It's excellent. Yeah, it's been on my radar to check that one out too, for sure. Um, can you tell the listener why is syncing our life to our cycle so valuable, you know, particularly with that um, seasonal approach to periods? Because um, I'm an Ayurvedic practitioner and so everything is very seasonably focused and I can't believe I'd really, as I said before, took this for granted and I'm now finding so much value in it. So can you just speak to that, that importance and that value? Yeah. So if you have a menstrual cycle, then your body is is operating on a monthly hormonal rhythm. So while the male hormonal cycle operates in a 24-hour testosterone cycle, very similar to our circadian rhythm, the female 
cycle moves on a monthly like 28 days ish i mean some people are shorter some are longer of course and these hormonal changes that happen across these different weeks in that month they really affect how we feel i mean there's some research that shows that 25 percent of um, of the brain can actually change from week to week and so we do actually feel really different physically mentally emotionally and spiritually and having that awareness and recognizing that we're not consistent or linear in the way that we might have been brought up to believe was good that actually we are inconsistent in the sense that we do change i mean literally our hormones are changing hour to hour let alone you know day to day and week to week and so our experience if you're in a female body is really different to somebody who is in a male body and this is a good thing. This means that, you know, we can start with this awareness and charting our cycles and understanding where our strengths and vulnerabilities lie. We can then start to tweak, make some tweaks in our lives and, um, and adjust things and say yes to certain things and say no to other things and just start to cycle sync our lives, the way that we're living, the way that we approach different situations or relationships or commitments. Maybe slightly different to how we have done it the week before maybe completely different to how we might do it the week before and you know it doesn't have to mean like your life looks completely different week to week so much of what i teach is about shifting your approach and your mindset and just simply having that awareness and recognizing what a powerful tool that is just knowing that maybe you won't show up in the gym the same as you did last week or maybe the way you relate to your partner and the way you want to have sex changes or the foods that you're craving last week will be different to the foods you're having this week and that's okay and that awareness in itself just creates transformations um, in in lives of women who have often felt they're doing something wrong because they aren't they don't feel like they're the same person they were a week ago yeah yeah and I think that that is super empowering in a way and really helps us just navigate daily life with so much more clarity and also um i guess more resilience in a way because we can just see those waves ebb and flow and um yeah and i've loved it and it just yeah so thank you for really putting that out in the world and is there any um misconceptions maybe common or less common misconceptions perhaps there's something that you know, you're sharing in your new book that's coming out soon, um, you know, about menstruation? Yeah, I, I mean, there's many, there's lots. And um, there's three that I see quite frequently. The first one is that the menstrual cycle is the period. I think that often I hear a lot of language people describing the period as being like on, like on the cycle, or having my menstrual cycle, like not actually having the language to differentiate between menstruation and the menstrual cycle and that can be confusing for some people who haven't been given and it's not you know any fault of theirs it's like we haven't been given the language that we need to have to be actually able to describe the the experience so there's a very big difference between the period and the menstrual cycle and um, and that's not you know that isn't obvious to everybody at all so discerning the difference that actually menstruation your period when you're bleeding is one phase out of four phases in the menstrual cycle and the menstrual cycle is what takes you from you know day one that first day of your period right up until the next day before your next period begins so it's the full cycle whereas period your period is just that one that one phase um, the other one that i see a lot is of course that it is a a burden and a negative 
curse to bear, something that ultimately is painful, that creates, you know, disruption and discomfort and turns women into, you know, crazy people. Um, and it's, yeah, and again, through no fault of anybody's, you know, feeling like that, we're not exactly brought up celebrating the menstrual cycle, let alone God even understanding it. So the menstrual cycle is not designed to cause women pain or to, or to turn them, you know, to turn them mad. Again, we're working on this monthly rhythm that is in, it's like trying to fit like a circle into a square hole. Like we are just, we work differently. We operate differently to how most of society is set up. And I believe that can certainly create, problems within the body, you know, creating pain, creating premenstrual issues, creating problems, because we haven't been taught how to nurture and nourish and honor this cycle that we're moving through. And so often I see once somebody does start to create some more awareness and take care of themselves and nurture each phase in the menstrual cycle, that actually a lot of those problems start to reduce or are eliminated altogether. Yeah. And I've seen that, I think maybe it might've even been you sharing it online, how the the menstrual cycle is now being honored with respect to like elite athletes and in sports teams, like women's sports teams and stuff, which is so cool and so special, you know, and I mean, it's about time in a way. Um, mm -hmm. And I loved your first point because that was a big aha uh, for me through your work was really realizing that you know i'm and not even just i i'm bleeding and i'm ovulating but those periods in between are actually really significant from a hormonal standpoint as well um i remember talking to my husband about that and i think that yeah connecting with that and really understanding ourselves through those patterns yeah is beautiful for sure mm -hmm. can i ask you i guess on that note coming into the discussion of cycles and rhythm how does that look like for you, you know, with respect to uh, ritual and self-care on a daily or monthly basis, if you, basis, if you will? Yeah, I, I definitely try to work on a monthly basis. I mean, of course, I also have a circadian rhythm and I sleep every night. So I have a 24-hour cycle ritual too. But to speak on, to speak to ritual on a seasonal basis, there are definitely things that I love to do that help me to anchor into each phase. So when I'm bleeding on the first day of my period, I always try to take as much time away from screens and technology as I can. And sometimes that means taking time off work as well. If I can, I, I love, I love taking off the first couple of days of my cycle to rest. Um, things like listening to a certain playlist that I have, like listening to music that is calming and, um, you know, that helps me to relax and surrender. I love drinking rose tea. I have like a red candle I love to light when I'm bleeding. Things like that that just help me to to anchor in and acknowledge this is where I am in my menstrual cycle right now. Maybe I'll wear it more red. Um, yeah, maybe I'll try to keep lights dim. So I'm keeping my nervous system really settled and nourished and acknowledging what a yin phase I'm in and just eating lots of really lovely warming foods and drinking lots of water and getting as much sleep as possible, like going back to the basics. It's almost um, celebratory in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Celebrating it. Something that some of my clients love doing is creating a bleeding box, a box of self-care bits and pieces like tea or lavender oil or a face mask or things that they can open up on that first day of their period to celebrate as exactly as you say, their period arriving and to do some really lovely self-care things for themselves. And 
Maybe it's as simple as just a foot bath after a long day at work on that day or turning your phone off or deleting Instagram. But having these, these rituals for me, particularly around that time, I find really helpful. Um, then I'll move over to ovulation because often I find like the two poles of the menstrual cycle are, are great places for ritual because you can really tap into what potent, powerful times they are. So if the winter phase, if I call describe menstruation as like the winter of the cycle, and if that's all about really nourishing things for you and kind of tuning out the outside world and reconnecting with yourself, rituals to support that, then at ovulation, um, I really love like dancing and getting together with friends and having like, you know, fun like, dancing times together. I love like making love and connecting with my partner and um, my rituals then are much more about movement and being out in the world and seeing people and cooking food and celebrating and sharing in that way. So if menstruation is all about the relationship with yourself and at ovulation, it's much more about, about being with people. And for me, dance is a really powerful way. And again, music, much more like upbeat, quite like sensual, quite sexy and fun music at ovulation compared to, you know, like chilled, like classical music um, at, at menstruation. That's really helpful for me. I find music a really great way to connect in. Um, and at those times, and of course, at spring and autumn, um, for some people, they find that in spring, there can be a lot of like exciting energy but that can become quite overwhelming. So a ritual I love to recommend is writing a lesson more list in the spring. So being really discerning with what you're going to be committing to and giving that energy to less of some things and more of other things. While in the autumn, writing, sorry, in the pre, so the pre-menstrual week, so the week between ovulation and menstruation, just before bleeding starts, again, it can be, a, you know, these transition seasons can be quite tumultuous and we can have a lot of like scattered energy that really needs to be honed in. And again, that discerning ritual that I love to recommend here in this week before bleeding starts is to write an autumn list. So all of the things that are frustrating you or pissing you off or just grinding up against you, things that are really driving you mad, writing them all down without any need to action them, but getting them down and, and out of the body. So these rituals are just a, a really great way of, of reconnecting with that phase and honoring the, the energy that's coming up at that time and recognizing that it's transient. In a week's time, you'll be doing another ritual altogether because this is the nature of, of the female cyclical body is that we're always changing and it's nothing is static. I love your Spotify playlist, by the way. <laughs> I'm so uh, glad that you've done that. Um, but, you know, as you're saying what you've just said, it really takes me back to even um, yogic philosophy. So there's a concept of apanavayu, which is this downward force. And it's almost, um, and it can be embodied in many ways. And it's something that we really want to promote and advocate, um, you know, around that time that we're menstruating. Um, mm -hmm rather than kind of try to prevent it, right? And, you know, even a ritual such as purging emotions and thoughts is really like a release of a panavayu and, and really promoting those qualities, which mm. is so cool. So I love how um, complementary and aligned all of that is, you know, the ancient meets the modern and it's, it just works. It makes so much sense, you know. It does. Um, what does studentship look like to you right now? So are you doing any study or deepening? Yeah. Yeah, in a very literal sense, I am studying um, for two different certifications at the moment. So I'm training to be a natural fertility teacher and I am 
soon to be certified as a menstrual medicine circle facilitator. So one is quite practical, looking at fertility, natural conception and contraception. And the other one is a much more like shamanic, imaginative experience of the menstrual cycle and using that as a healing, a healing tool um, for women as well. Wow. Mm. It sounds very rich. Just, mm. gonna, just deepen everything in all your work, which is so special. Yeah, it's really important to me to continue to learn and study. And there's so many different like branches of menstrual cycle awareness that I'm interested in. And there's some that just aren't, they're not my, they're not my thing. And that's cool because they're other people's thing. But yeah, I am committed to deepening into the areas that I feel called to. And um, for now, yeah, this is, that's where I'm, I'm spending a lot of time on study and training right now, which is good. It's good to keep the brain um, in that state because it's easy to to get out of it it's been funny doing this training how like it really doing it particularly the fertility training I haven't had to be in that quite like academic um, mind in in a number of years so it's been it's been really good for my brain actually to keep it flexible and I'm sure it's going to help really shape um, you creatively with what you share with the world in the future which is you know, just that inspiring juice is just going to keep coming through, which is really, really cool. Um, would you say that there's a, you know, one person that you can think of in your life? I'm sure there's probably many that's been a really great influence or mentor or teacher, whether directly or indirectly for you, particularly with relation to this, this path. Of course, I'd have to say my mentor, Alexandra Pope, who's one of the co-founders of Red School. Um, and of course her co-founder, Shani Hugo Wellitzer as well, but Alexandra, is just I'm really grateful to learn from women who are postmenopausal right now and Alexandra is one of those women Dr Carrie Hampton who I'm doing my natural fertility training through is one of those women women who you know are not maybe not yet in the crone archetype but certainly like you know have have lived and have moved through all of these cycles of initiation and just have so much wisdom to share um Jane Hardwick Collins, I'm training, I'm doing a training with her in London next month. Again, like these post-menopausal like empresses who just have so much, so much wisdom to share. I'm really grateful for their presence in my life and to, the privilege of being able to learn from them in person and receive like their leadership transmission is just invaluable. And that connection to our elders, I think, is really lost. And I say elders without any sort of sense of even age necessarily but those that are just really wise and have kind of been here and, and walked before us and um yeah. i think we can get so stuck in our own little spiral of what we're doing and what's so current but um you know those teachers that were around long before us has so much have so much potent wisdom and particularly in, in you know my fields of yoga and ayurveda it's you know these are the people that may not even be on social media and they're kind of hard to yeah. see that and yet they they just have so much gold and it's so amazing to be in their presence whether that's literally in person or you know connecting online it's just absolutely so sometimes i think the worse your website is the better like when it comes like the worst if I see somebody that I've heard great things about and they see that they haven't got like much of an Instagram or website presence, I think, great. Like this feels good to me. Um, and also to see these women, like the three that I've just mentioned, actually coming into their like prime of their work now, like they're delivering their best stuff now, um, you know, in their like 60s and 70s. Like that to me is just that's how I want to be, you know, I'm in this for the long run. I'm, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And 
to recognize that this just gets better and better and better and they're delivering their best work now at that age that inspires me so much Mm. and I even said that to a lot of um, new yoga teachers that I speak with and mentor you know you're choosing this path for life so don't hurry don't push the social media don't you know it's Mm. just keep learning keep seeping in that studentship and learning from those who've been on this path before you and there's just so much yeah depth and richness to be found there certainly um and a lot more integrity in what we then share with the world I think for sure um so you know I think we've got a little bit of a taste but what would you say a life living in alignment looks like to you yeah it's definitely living in alignment with my cycle um I truly live and breathe this work I like I just, I'm always thinking about it. I'm always curious as to what my cycle is is teaching me and how I can live more and flow with it and discovering like new patterns in my cycle all the time. And, um, and that's really important to me to stay like fluid with that. But I do, you know, ultimately have quite a lot of structure too. And for me, living in alignment is is quite practical stuff, actually. Like I know I'm living in alignment when, I'm spending time in nature and I know I'm living in alignment when I'm moving my body every single day. And when I am making time to be still and chill and have some time to myself. And when I am making decisions that are in alignment with my values and I've taken the time to to check in with what those values and priorities are. And I am living on purpose. Those things are really important to me. And a lot of it does come back down to like basic self care. If I'm stressed out, and working too much and I haven't you know been outside and put my feet on the grass and I I haven't um made time for myself it doesn't matter how like successful I am at work I don't feel like I'm I'm therefore in alignment so a lot of it really is about basic self-care for me but definitely honoring my cycle and the yeah the different seasons that I'm moving through all the time I think it's a real reflection of that interconnectedness as well between macro and microcosm. You know, we seem to be so disconnected with nature and that's the beauty, I think, at least that I've experienced through, um, you know, the work that you do and connecting us all with our cycles and the value in that because it's really connecting us with the rhythms of nature, which sounds a little esoteric, but it's really not. It's very literal, you know, the moon Mm -hmm. cycle, literally, you know, it's just um, very profound, but I think we've lost so much connection to that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so a couple of little um random questions for you claire um what would you say is your favorite sound Hmm. so i'm um i'm sort of in a i guess like a long distance relationship about 25 percent of the year at the moment just because my partner is english and i'm australian and we're sort of living in different places and living in the UK and I'm here in Australia at the moment and have been for the past few months. So I'd have to say right now, my favorite sound as corny as it might be is the sound of Alex's voice over audio. We just send audio messages to each other all the time because the time difference right now is really hard. So I just like, I love the sound of his voice. And even before we met, we were audioing, audio messaging each other because um, we met on a, a dating app a couple of years ago and I just remember like getting messages from him and just hearing his voice and it would just like make me melt and it's just so deep and rich and it still does like just hearing his voice over an audio message it's like I just listen to the one repeat sometimes because I love it so much 
So I think that's my favourite sound right now, especially at the end of a two-month stint of not seeing each other. <laughs> yeah, very sweet, but also very important as you grow old together that, you know, just being delighted to hear the sound of his voice is going to be so good mm-hmm. for your relationship, yeah. you know. I hope I always feel like that. You've just got to keep the audio so you can look back when you're old and listen back to all the sweet messages you left each other. My husband and I, um, he's from Canada, so we did some chunks like you. And um, back in that day, there was no, you know, audio messages. There was no Voxer. There was none of that. And so it's just the emails back and forth. And, you know, that's about it. But we still save them, which is kind of cool. Beautiful. What would you say is your favourite place? And it could be literal, like a country, a city or, you know, doesn't have to be yeah I mean I'd have to put two down I think Greece and like the Greek islands are just I mean they're just so beautiful and I I love being there I love the history and energy and the people and the food and just everything about Greece is so special I love spending time there I feel very nourished by it Mm. Um, and I also have to say my parents' house, which is where I am right now, which is where I grew up. And it's just so calming to me and grounding to just be in the house that I grew up in. Um, I really love being here. So that's my other, that's my other nourishing place. It's kind of that limbic response in the brain. You know, you're, you're smelling and hearing things that take you back to your childhood. And that's so grounding and reassuring, mm-hmm. isn't it? I feel the same way when I go to my parents' house too, which is great. Yeah. Do you have a daily non-negotiable? Movement. Yeah, I have to move my body. First thing, like I can't do anything else until until I have. It's, yeah, number one. And what are you curious about right now that is unrelated to your work? Like what leads you down wormholes of fascination, like even maybe late at night when you know you should be in bed? <laughs> Oh my God. I have this fear that I've turned into somebody who doesn't have curiosities and hobbies anymore because I've turned that into my work. And, um, and I actually struggle a little bit with this question because yeah, my everything, I think it just related back to menstrual cycle awareness or the feminine or like, you know, this work and is so broad and encompassing and just envelopes everything to me that anything I say, it's like, Oh, but that's connected to it. However, what I am really curious about right now is um, is magic mushrooms and psilocybin and the role that it can play in mood disorders and mental health and creativity and learning more about mushrooms on the whole because they're absolutely fascinating. But um, going to a documentary in a couple of weeks in London called Fantastic Fungi, which um, I'm really looking forward to because I'm I'm really fascinated by like plant medicine and how we can use these like gifts from mother nature to enhance our lives Mm. and I actually know someone who recently came back from a psilocybin retreat and wowie like the physical changes and the emotional things like it was I know for this person it's it's almost been life-saving you know which is very powerful yeah yeah absolutely um and oh, and by the way, it just sounds like you're living your life, life's purpose, which is just awesome. <laughs> I think I need to get some copies. <laughs> no, no, keep doing the work. Keep doing the work. You've got important work to do. And whilst you're loving it, you may as well just keep doing it, you know. It is a season. Like I can really feel that like, you know, five years ago I would have said learning German. Well, like historic <laughs> World War 
agree. Like there's so many, of course I have lots of interests, but I have to say that at this moment in my life, like I do feel like I am so deep in it and I'm fully encompassed, you know, it just encompasses everything that I do struggle a little bit with that answer. And I know that it will come to an end and I look forward to that as well because I do have other things I'm interested in, but, but for this moment, it does take me a little while to answer that question. It's nice just to enjoy the unraveling as you find out something, it just leads you to something else. And mm-hmm. that's so beautiful. Um, do you have any recommended resources, like any apps or anything for women on their cycle and even like any sanitary products that you really love and speak for? Yeah, that's a good question. When it comes to apps, I find that question a little tricky to answer. I use Clue for basic charting. However, for fertility, it's just a massive no-no. So if you're looking at monitoring fertility, then definitely not Clue. I use Kindara to monitor my fertility in conjunction with a thermometer and and charting cervical fluid. And I've got to say, there aren't too many others I love, actually. I think pen-to-paper charting is, is best. Um, and then in terms of menstrual products, I just love my Juju menstrual cups so much. So Juju menstrual cup I love. I love my period undies from Thinks and Modi Body and reusable pads like from um, brands like Ecofem mm. or Hannah pads. Fantastic. So fantastic. You can just use them, throw them in the wash, reuse them again. And I don't think I've used a reusable like tampon or pad sorry a disposable tampon or pad for maybe five years which has saved me so much money and it feels really good to not contribute to you know landfill in that way and um kinder kinder on the body too so yeah yeah they're my faves yeah i converted over to hannah pad and they've been brilliant and i think other people express concerns about like staining but they have washed up perfectly like they're awesome Mm -hmm. yeah cold water cold water cold water like yeah (laughs) you know put them in warm water but cold yeah. water, they'll come out. It'll come yeah. out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us, what do you have coming up in the pipeline? <laughs> well, Amy, I have a book coming out in May of 2020 called 50 Things You Need to Know About Periods. And that's really exciting. This is my first book. I mean, you mentioned Adore Your Cycle before, which is my ebook and audio book that's available online on my website and has been for four years now and super popular. But I really wanted to create something that people could hold in their hands and they could like keep by their bedside or in their handbag or smell and touch and give to friends. And I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited about that coming out. So it's a beautiful hardcover illustrated guide to the menstrual cycle that isn't intimidating. It's playful. It's gorgeous. It has lots of practical advice without being overwhelming. It's not clinical and it's not too big. So many books I've read on the menstrual cycle, you know, they're really long and dense, which I love because this is again, like, you know, my area of work and my fascination, but for the, you know, for the average gal who just wants to get the information quite quickly and understand what you know practical things she can start to do to live more in greater alignment with her cycle, I just wanted to create something that felt warm and playful and easy to implement. So hopefully that's that's what I've created. So that will be out in May. It looks so fun, by the way. Incredibly gorgeous. I think it will be amazing for women of all ages, but I get the feeling it's going to be perfect for girls in mm-hmm. high school in the hands of every teenage girl to plant mm-hmm. those seeds, mm-hmm. you know, for the rest of their womanhood. It's definitely appropriate for young women. I didn't write it with the intention of it for being for teens because that would be a different book, mm-hmm. but I wrote, I wrote it knowing that if, you know, a young woman picked it up, she would definitely get some really useful knowledge um, from it and it would 
it would be able to be yeah to be implemented um and the other cool thing that's happening this year is that i'm running my first ever training um a cycle coach training for people who want to integrate menstrual cycle awareness into their practice so that's new for me and yeah, I'm really looking forward to sharing everything I've learned over the last seven years with other facilitators who want to to begin to integrate cycle awareness into the work with their clients as well. Yeah, that's great. And that's really going to change just like little ripples, um, the workplace environment, really, you know, planting mm. seeds with mm -hmm. more people. Oh, yeah, that's the vision, like for this work to just be integrated into the workplace, into family dynamics, into the way we relate with others, into the healthcare system, mental health system, to just have this understanding and awareness, nothing woo-woo or you know, even a big deal, but it's just another toolkit, again, something else in the toolkit that we can use to live better. Yeah, very exciting times and congratulations on the new book as well, that must feel very very exciting um where can where can the listener find you where can we send people so if you head over to my website which is thisislifeblood.com i've got a bunch of free resources i've got like a cycle chart that you can download to start charting right away for free um, i've got a video on the menstrual cycle teaching you all about the seasons that we've covered today and yeah some really cool free resources as well as all of my courses that i teach throughout the year on like well-being and creativity and um, like the spiritual aspect of the menstrual cycle so you can take the course with me otherwise i am often hanging out on instagram and my handle is underscore claire baker with an i and an e um, underscore over on Instagram and I love sharing my daily cycle updates over there too, which I think is a really fun way to get to understand how the, the different days and seasons of the cycle, how it looks for me in my life, like literally how am I living every day according to what day of the cycle I'm on. Yeah, I really loved that. I really enjoyed that and got a lot out of that myself, um, certainly. And hey, um, I see that you've got some really awesome little goodies for anyone that pre-orders your book. Do you want to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, I do. So um i've got a new course on a brand new course on like it's called how to bleed which is all going to be about like how you know how to have the best period ever and uh take care of yourself at menstruation i've got a book club that will come out when the book is out that's for free um what else have i got another video tutorial on the menstrual cycle i know there's something else as well so there's a whole host of things to just kind of get you started on your menstrual cycle journey yeah exactly so if you order one or two copies or more um then yeah there's a few different goodies to choose from and discount on my courses as well so if you pre-order before the um 14th of may this year 2020 then you'll get lots of cool free stuff sent to you after that that's very generous and very exciting so people can just do that on your website correct exactly yeah okay on my so website follow the link to book and yeah wonderful mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing all of your insight and your wisdom it does mean the world to me so very much and the information and the knowledge that you're putting into the world i think is you know as i've already said incredibly important and perhaps quite undervalued in our society. So I'm so grateful for your time. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Amy. It's been an absolute joy, really fun. And I'm grateful for giving me the space to talk about it. So thanks so much. If this episode was of value to you and your life, please subscribe. And if you can think of someone who would benefit from this dialogue, please do them a favor and send it their way. If you feel called, hop on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. This is the best way to get these conversations into the ears and hearts of our wider community, to those who need it most. 
You can find me at amyelandry.com or over on Instagram at amyelandry. May we all move a little closer to a life living in alignment.